Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This week on the IGN UK podcast, more tits. Three weeks of sustained conversation on Space Invaders. Jason's date and kicking someone's head off. And I'm homeless and, uh, uh, and drunk. I'll be honest, I stopped listening about halfway through. Hello. Hello. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. This is podcast 102. Uh, I am Alex and I'm joined by Chris Tilly. Hello. Keza. Hi. Tom Butler. Hello. And Stuart Reid. Hello. Uh, on this week's podcast, we're going to talk about what we've been up to this week and of course, chat about the news and look at the hottest trailer around. But uh, first, we had a bit of a meet and greet last night, didn't we? why you're sounding a little bit thick and a little bit tired. Do you know what I mean by thick? Your voice sounds thick. Yeah, you sound thick. A little bit gravelly. Yeah. Oh, because I'm not talking like that. That is right, man. Because then I would turn a bit thick. But yeah, so it was the meet and greet last night, hence my slightly gravelly voice. And what a fun meet and greet it was. It was was wicked, wasn't it? Yeah, loads of lovely people. I want to say a special thank you to Rob and his mate Dave for coming all the way from Scunthorpe. That was amazing. Um, That was pretty... uh, it's a Pretty long way. Epic, yeah. yeah. Um, but they're very, they're very passionate people. So um, yeah, thanks for coming down. I don't think I've had so many illuminating and interesting conversations in in a pub with so many different people in a long time. <laughs> but interspersed with people just staring at their 3ds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which is yeah, you can be in the middle of a conversation and someone just like completely blanks you and looks how many street passes <laughs> yeah. they've got. We had but, a very good, uh, good chat about censorship, didn't we, Stu? Mm. It's very interesting. Yes. Some, yeah. in, some good opinions coming forth. I had a long chat about uh, a guy called Nathan and his big love for Tom Hardy. Yes, indeed. Yeah. He's his big Hardy got, for Tom. Yeah, he's got a he's got Hardy. Hey. Hey. He'll like the feature we did this week then about why why Hardy's so good to play Bane. Yeah. Probably. Um, but yeah, and that's really good. It was a good, good end to the night as well. We all went home just leaving Alex shouting in the street that he wanted more beer. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Really? Yeah. yeah. I'm pleased I didn't go on anywhere else. Oh, that would have no. been a mistake. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but we will be doing another one uh, very shortly. So uh, keep an eye out on uh, Twitter and Facebook, and we will tell you when that's going to happen. Probably mm. in about a month's time, I should imagine. Yeah, if you oh. want to follow us on Twitter, it's twitter.com forward slash ign uk and I'll Facebook. Hopefully, actually, be there this time, which would be nice. Yeah, facebook.com slash team ign uk. So. Yeah. Follow us. Lovely stuff. Uh, I was also uh, fortunate to go to Rocksteady this week. Well, you came as well, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, popped along. Uh, I can't really say that much about it because I'm embargoed until next Wednesday. Well, so why the bloody hell did you bring it up? Just because <laughs> it's, it's the nicest place I've ever mm. been. Really? Like Disneyland, but for video games. Really? Does it have a giant T-Rex? Really? No, it doesn't have a giant T-Rex. They're just, quite... And they're all so lovely in there as well. They're really genuinely lovely, yeah. passionate, well, warm. I imagine people. they're just sneaking around, hiding behind things, and then just <laughs> grabbing each other from Invents. like round doorways. What's so no? nice about it then? <laughs> just the whole environment. Obviously, yeah. you can just tell that everyone who works on Batman loves Batman to bits. You can tell that from the game. Yeah, but all the memorabilia that's around there, the way that the office is kitted out with all the kind of artwork on the walls and everything, and but also just yeah, the people you talk to are just nice people. Mm. Oh, lovely. Um, and obviously, I went in there a couple of years ago, and the the guy, the studio head who owns the studio, remembered me, and you know, it's just like oh, you know, just happy to see me. And it's yeah. like, oh, I'm we're nice. happy to see you, Alex. Thanks, man. But you don't give me uh, Arkham City key rings every time you see me. Do no. You? Every time that would uh, would necessitate a huge manufacturing push. Yeah, <laughs> we could you, you could give him a biscuit every time you saw him, Chris. 
And it's in the colour of Harlequin. Thanks very much. Oh, oh, Which one colour is that? The red one. Yeah. How did you get a red one? Uh, um, a chap who came along last night yeah. worked for Rocksteady. Okay. So obviously we got the green ones, uh, the, the Riddler ones mm. at Rocksteady. But he also bought along a purple one for the Joker, black one for Batman, red one for Harley Quinn and a kind of cyan colour for Mr. Freeze. Ah. But I've got it because something exciting might be happening in the office next week. Oh. I can't talk about it yet, but it could be a part of next week's podcast might potentially. Something to do with Harley Quinn. Might be. So, uh, but that was ex- uh, incredibly exciting, and uh, yeah, we will have all the videos going up on the site next Wednesday. So, if you like Batman, tune in. Kezi, you've been somewhere as well, haven't you? I had a less exciting trip to see Rare, makers of many of my favourite games of my childhood, and unfortunately, I turned up to discover that literally every single clue as to Rare's pre-Microsoft heritage has been completely expunged oh, from really? the entire building. Yeah, I found one cabinet case with a couple of awards from 1998 and nine. Some X-Play Game of the Month Awards for Perfect Dark and Banjo-Kazooie. Other right. than that, no artwork, no magazine things, no scores, no memorabilia, no kind of cool uh, things. It, 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 the way you're saying it makes it sound as if you broke in. <laughs> I, went in I found one cabinet with I've a couple of I've been playing too awards. much Deus Ex, Stuart. Right. So is it like when you break up with a girlfriend and you just get rid of all the pictures? And yeah, the... it's exactly like that. It was, it was really sad because um, I... horrible about... vision of Tilly just cutting pictures <laughs> up. Of... I, I would if I ever had a girlfriend. Uh, yeah. <laughs> cool kids. Yeah, was... Porno mags don't count. <laughs> <laughs> just cutting them up. <laughs> Who uses porno mags anymore? I don't know. It's so 1990s. such an anachronism in, mo- in the modern world. Yeah, but it was kind of sad. It was, it was a great place, though. It was a really cool place to work. They have acres of just land where they can go, and they had a golf buggy that they drove around just for fun on the land. I'm very exciting. It was, they had uh, acres of land that they can just drive around. Well, it's just a night, you know, Maybe living in London. It's just a nice a place to game, work. Eh? Huh? That's what are they working on? Uh, Connect Sports 2 is what I was seeing, which I'm also embargoed on. But, yeah, it's Connect Sports 2. And it was it was good. I can say that more it was sports. Good. Enjoyed it. Connect. But yeah, I was mm. I was a bit disappointed because I was hoping to go in and find all these kind of old N sixty four dev units just lying mm. around and things. But there w- there wasn't anything. There was one display cabinet in their canteen with every game they've ever made in it. But other than that, just nothing exciting. No. So Where, was Conquer there? Conquer was there on a poster behind a door. <laughs> I did. I really did. Day sex. Drinking. I was just looking around <laughs> in every drawer, eggs, yeah. just looking for everything. <laughs> That's been a bit weird. <laughs> Microsoft PR just like, the fuck are you doing? As you're going through people's yeah, stuff, there was <laughs> a <laughs> here somewhere. Where are you? <laughs> I found one Viva Pinata thing as well. I'm a big Viva Pinata fan, so that was yeah. good. But yeah, it was it was a great studio, and everyone was really really nice. I just you know I think in in my head, Rare was this like magical Disneyland. Who's nicest out of Rocksteady and Rare? Oh, I don't know. Everyone in Britain's very nice, aren't they? All the British studios, I mean, not literally every person in Britain. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was all right. It wasn't amazing. How was Jonathan Ross? Was he nice? Horrible. Uh, no, no. Oh, was he? No, he wasn't. Hey. I just wanted to mix it up a bit. It was getting a bit boring liking uh. everyone. Yeah, no, I did a Q&A with uh, Jonathan Ross at Waterstones this week and, and Tommy Lee Edwards uh, to, to celebrate the release of their new uh, graphic novel, Turf, which is the first four issues of the comic, mm. put in hardback form. Mm. And we had a very nice evening, really. He was on really good form. I didn't have to work too hard as an interviewer. I, I, I believe I, you asked three questions. I think didn't five you? questions altogether over the course of an hour. Wow. Yeah. He just went off on one. We got, we got a cut from the audience as well, but yeah. he would go off on tangents. And then he would start interviewing Tommy yeah. in front of me while I'm sitting there, <laughs> which was a bit demasculating. But Who's the better interviewer, you or him? Well, we're different. They're very different styles. Tommy Lee Edwards reminds me of uh, Mark Addy. 
I kept really? thinking of really? um, yeah, Mark Addy. Mm. I, was, I didn't get that. No. no. But um, yeah, no, he was he was on good form about turf, and he, he said quite a lot about their next comic, Golden Age, which sounded good, didn't it? Did elderly yeah. elderly superheroes? Didn't yeah. he smell nice? He had a lovely cologne on. Oh, you could tell it. Was, yeah, you could he tell. He did it have a, a hole in his sock, though. Did he? Notice, yeah. mm. How on earth did you what? notice that? Well, he had his cross leg, didn't he? Had his, you know, his trousers right up slightly. He had a hole in his. Oh, socks. so a, a hole. Oh, it was. It was up. It was up here. It wasn't in the toe. Right. It was up. How do you get a hole in your sock up there? Don't know. Unless you're really shit at putting on socks. No. Strangely burn. hairless legs as well. <laughs> kind of like mine. Could you? That was really legs. Yeah. You do have strangely hairless yeah. legs. We, we had a little, a, a slightly tricky moment at the start, didn't we? Before we came out, Tom. <laughs> if you want to say what happened then. So they were bit. They were both mic'd up. Tommy Lee Edwards and Jonathan Ross were mic'd up back. I say backstage. It was in another room, in the green room, in the sort of green room, waiting room, uh, and obviously because we were filming it. And um, but all of a sudden, everyone was loads of people waiting for them to come through. And all of a sudden, over the tunnel, you could hear Chris talking to them over, like, in the other room. And they were talking about X-Men and all these secrets that probably shouldn't have been heard. And I was like, shit, shit, ran out and goes, they can hear you, shh. And, uh, he literally yeah, started like that. He they can hear you. He literally yeah. started the conversation by saying, by the way, Chris, this goes no further. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we got away with it. Like, the stuff he was telling me, I don't think was, was overheard. Uh, I, yeah, it was kind of like in the middle of a conversation, you couldn't really understand what you were talking about and Excellent. couldn't really hear it that well but it was quite funny yeah yeah good times but yeah turf's out now if you want to read it we, we enjoyed it didn't we tom yeah uh, we got a lot of emails uh last week because we said we were going to talk about batman live and we never did so here's we the obligatory batman live chat batman live it was amazing it was brilliant it was really good it was really good was it yeah was the, like, oh. the only weak link in the chain was the actual batman um, oh, who was well, a bit rubbish early yeah. but no it was fine because everything else was so good the thing is I didn't know how they were going to do it like, did you read about it or anything beforehand I kind of knew it was more sort of circus themed rather than anything else so so many acrobats yeah they had this brilliant bit that's in the trailer actually but it was a giant joker face in which all the teeth and the hair and the eyes were made up of flailing acrobats. But you mm. don't realise that until mm. they all start moving. That yeah. was the best bit. It that was, was really the best creepy. bit. I loved um, that. And, and the fact that Superman's a bit wet and not very good Batman? doesn't really matter because Superman's Batman. in it as well. well Superman's <laughs> not in it, <laughs> but the villains are, right. and they focus on them a lot more than the than him. So it doesn't really matter. Wah! Penguin was amazing. <laughs> he was great. He was good. And there was uh, the Riddler was good as well, although he was only on stage for about a minute. Yeah. Two Face was awesome. Again, only a minute. Yeah. Um, they, they had the, this, sorry, go on. Sorry, the Scarecrow was really good as well. Sort of very clearly Arkham Asylum inspired. He had the, there was a giant yeah, Scarecrow he was on stilts, on stilts mm. and he was like right. walking around scaring Batman. Really creepy. It was, uh, it was brilliant. Batman himself was just so camp though. Yeah. So camp. Not that that's a problem, but he he just he's a bit rubbish at fighting. I think it's because he was wearing a really big suit. And we were sitting really close to the stage, which is probably... We probably have a better impression of Batman Live if you're sitting further back because we yeah. could see all the kind of rubbish fighting. Yeah. But the acrobats were really cool, weren't they? they yeah. Were I thought it was a little bit silly. Yeah. It was really what, silly. But I, I still enjoyed it. And I think if you've got kids, definitely bring kids. Kids, right. were, The kids were loving it. They're all dressed as Batman, the little kids all around us. It's, yeah, cool. no, it's Daniel, not a musical. It's, what, it's, it's a stage like play. It's kind of right. like Cirque du Soleil, I guess. I've never mm. been seen Cirque du Soleil, but I imagine that's kind of what it's like. Right. It tells a story. There's acrobatics. There's stage magic. Um, illusions. There's a huge video screen at the back, which works amazingly yeah it kind yeah. of opens up and things pop out of the stage lots of comic book artwork on it yeah right 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 and I'm, I'm going to see something very similar actually on Saturday to that is it very, a Harold Pinter play no no but it's, it's close to that as well I'm going to see In the Night Garden live wow, wow. Yeah. we're going to go and see that yeah <laughs> that's Target going to be multimedia reference. extravaganza it certainly it? is 
Got my Iggle Piggle in the flesh. Yes. That, my Are you going to get stoned? Piggle. Is that a Cronenberg yes. film? Yeah, I think it is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine letting him direct that show? I think it's, it's more a Stella film. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, I laughed. Right, uh, that's, <laughs> that's it for uh, what we've been up to this week. Last week, uh, we spoke about the charts, and uh, I gave my team of experts the chance to prove how good they were by predicting uh, what would be in the top three. Uh, well, unfortunately, experts, both Chris and Keza got it wrong. I got what would be in the top three right. But you got it the, the order wrong. The whole oh. point of this, you've got to get the games and the order correct. I still feel best about myself. Well, you're wrong. So, Keza, what did you predict? I predicted that we would have Deus Ex in first place. Correct. Zumba in second place. Incorrect. And Driver in third place. Incorrect. And what did we have, Alex? So, well, Deus Ex you were right with. Uh, and then, but Driver went straight in number two. Yes. Uh, pushing Zumba and what was number three? three. So, so you were right wrong. game's wrong order, so I was wrong. Right game's wrong order, in summary, so I was wrong. Right. Sad times. Mm. So at least Driver did well. I'm pleased Driver did well. I thought it might flop, and it didn't. Yeah, so uh, also in, in the top ten, Madden, which I was quite surprised about, came in at number six. Huh. I didn't think in that many people. In the UK. In the UK. In the UK. Absolutely. Uh, and that's pretty much for, for new releases. So, uh, But it's starting to hop up. <coughs> oh, no, excuse me, Body Count. That, that came in. Where do you think that came in? Number 37. Not quite that bad. Number 24. Mm. That's not good. Body Count was a real shame. It looked really promising all the way through a preview. Mm. And there were always like issues with the AI and with the enemies that I thought, oh, they'll sort that out. And yeah. they just they didn't. didn't. Yeah. They didn't. It was really sad. I know. Great uh, idea, though. But uh, again, Disney's still doing well. Uh, Cars is up there. All the Lego Star Wars are up there. I just want some new games now. It's happening. Plenty, I know it's happening. Yes. There's, there's plenty, plenty of, of new stuff games coming. coming out. Bad Where did Dead Island grab. get in? Uh, that's well, out that's out this week. Oh, that was out this week, yeah. So mm -hmm. uh, I will be asking for your prediction on that shortly. At the end of the show, isn't it? Yes, at the end of the show. Uh, Tilly, what did you predict? I went uh, in between us one day, Apollo 18. You were right with in between us. Mm -hmm. that, that hung on to the top Still spot. number one. Still number one. Still taken now. Uh, a total of 35 million Bloody pounds. Bloody hell. ka What was the budget again? 3p. God, uh, <laughs> £20? And a packet of crisps. Yeah. yeah. Um, that is just insane, isn't it? It's taken half of uh, what Harry Potter has taken. God. That's a great result. <laughs> and obviously, it's obviously uh, been out for a lot less time than Harry Potter as it's well. It's the biggest comedy of all time ever anywhere now, isn't it? I heard um, it beat The Hangover Part 2. Yes. Uh, yeah, in the UK. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, one day... Slipped down to the third spot. Mm. Uh, Bit of a surprise, Rise actually. Of the Planet of the Apes <coughs> came back. Planet of the Apes went back wow. up. Wow. That doesn't happen normally. No. no. Uh, but if you look, I think two to four, they're all they're all very similar. I think they're quite interchangeable. Yeah, there's, those there's numbers. not a lot uh, to kind of separate. So where did Apollo 18 come? Number eight. Number eight. No. Um, Apollo 18 and Fright Fest, uh, Fright Fest, Fright, Fright Night, Night uh, yeah. really did terribly badly in the oh, UK. Which was yeah. <coughs> Apollo 18, I thought, might be a bit of a long shot, like a bit like the last exorcism last year at this mm. time. That, that yeah. Made a mint, but everyone's going back to see in between us and rise of the planet. Rise apes. of the planet the apes. Yeah. Do we know how Kill List did? <coughs> Excuse me, not in the top ten. Yeah, I think it came in at number twelve. Well, it's not bad. It for was. It wasn't on many screens, but I think that the per screen average wasn't as good as they were hoping. Okay. Really. What's really right. annoying is they're not showing that at my local cinema at the weekends. They're only showing it during the week at like two thirty. Oh, I'm great for students only. Then yeah, he's going to be able to see that. Yeah, so I, I want to go see it this weekend. Oh, but Granny's I can't. <laughs> stumbling into it. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, so I'll have to make a trip somewhere else to see that now. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. 
so uh, so no points for any of you actually. No for your. Oh, I don't point. Point. Do we not get a point for? No. I got one right. I don't care. Oh. I think we should. Um, but I don't think we put them up on Facebook. I think when we put the story up next week, we should put each of our predictions up. I think yes. it's a good so idea. That, and let everyone else have a go as well, yeah. so that the readers can see if you can be our so-called experts. Mm. Yeah. Uh, if Alex keeps taking the mick out of us, we're yeah. going to make him do a prediction next yeah, week. Yeah. So, yeah. Prediction so we'll see how that goes. I've changed my mind. You're doing a prediction this week, Alex. Uh, all right, I can do that. And I'll just fix the charts next week. <laughs> you have the power. I do. As editor-in-chief of IGN UK to actually fix the charts. Exactly. Uh, wow. But we will be coming on to predictions uh, at the end of this week's podcast. Uh, before that, let's head over to the news. And Keza, you are up first. Nintendo has gone mental. Well, we knew that. Is that official? Um, well... To be honest, I've thought that before and I've been proved wrong. But this time, there's like a massive cradle boat thing that you put the 3DS in <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to put a second analogue stick on it and it looks ridiculous. And this is from Famitsu, so we can assume it's real. Yeah. And final as well. I mean, they've got all sorts of pictures, but it just looks so stupid. Describe it, really it for us, Kaz. Hmm? Describe it. It's like if Ear. the 3DS had an unfortunate growth... Um, or was un- undergoing orthodontic surgery of some variety. There's this massive kind of brace with just um, one solitary analog stick and some triggers. Um, so basically it just adds a second circle pad to the 3DS. Now, instead of doing that, I know Nintendo would have come under a lot of fire for releasing a remodeled 3DS mm. this short into the console's lifespan. But rather than this, I would mm. prefer they'd, I'd actually prefer they'd, they would do that and make us just all think we'd wasted our money. Um, I just think, it's like if you spent that long developing a console, surely you should have thought about this before uh, putting it out to market. I mean, everyone said the only thing that the 3DS needs is a second analog mm. stick. So I guess in one way they're actually answering all of our criticisms. And it doesn't, it's probably, it's Nintendo, so it's probably not going to be that bad once you actually have it in your hands. I mean, remember the original DS, DS Fat? That looks stupid. Yeah. You open it up and you're like, what? But then you got it in your hands and suddenly it kind of made sense. So I'm hoping what, that, that will happen. The here. silver. Yeah, yeah. Oh, come off. It was hideous. It was hideous, but it, it worked. Really it? It was really uncomfortable to hold. And you it think? Felt, yeah. It had sharp edges. I think it was all right to play with. But yeah, I mean, I think that this is silly. I think everyone thinks this is silly, but I do understand the need for a second circle pad. I think is it just a circle pad? It's not adding any, any extra, extra battery life or anything? Yeah, you get a shoulder button. Oh, I don't one know about trigger, battery life. Not the other one. Battery life, it should. I mean, look at it. It really it, yeah. should add battery life. If it adds battery life, then I'll, I'll be less... Um, less upset about it. But, I mean, imagine having that on the tube. It yeah. just doesn't look good. It's not going to fit in my bag anymore. That's an issue. Or no. pocket. So, Nintendo hasn't officially announced this yet. Do you think that's going to happen at Tokyo Game Show? Well, they kind of revealed it in Famitsu, which is kind of like an announcement. So, you can read that, and you said that says it's an official Nintendo... Yeah. 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 Because it's it's all to do with Monster Hunter 3D. Isn't it's called it? an extra 3G, slide pad. 3D. Yeah, it's it's Monster Hunter almost Monster Hunter Tri G, which is basically a remade version of Monster Hunter 3, which they are releasing for 3DS, and you need two analog sticks for that game. Right. Well, I mean the th- the PSP managed without, but yeah. on this console you couldn't play without two analog sticks really. Mm. So yeah, it's basically all for Monster Hunter, and I mean it's difficult to explain just how big of a deal Monster Hunter is in Japan. Yeah. So this definitely makes sense because if Monster Hunter tr- comes out on the 3DS, it will just sell millions immediately. Mm-hmm. But isn't so, the yeah. key thing for Monster Hunter like the social aspect? Does, does mm-hmm. can 3D 3DS manage that? Yeah, yeah, it's got wireless play. Fine. It's the same as in fact, it's probably better for it than PSP because it's got effortless online, which the PSP never had. Right. So yeah, I mean, the, the, I mean, around this announcement, I also have the extreme excitement of a 3D Monster Hunter on my 3DS, which is which is great. That's great. Mm. That's gonna be brilliant. I'm gonna be one of the nine Western people. Who will buy that? That's the thing. It, like, it depends if the uh, the add-on is going to be used for anything else. 
Because I'd probably never ever. If that it's mandatory, though, yeah. Well, great. it won't be used. It won't be used for for the existing one, which they've made for the current control setup. But for anyone in the future, I mean, basically, it just opens up the possibility to to make double con- double analog 3ds games, which right. could be a really good thing. And we yeah. have an editorial up on IGN written by Rich George, our amazing Nintendo editor in the US, who has uh, basically spun this. That it's a really good idea, and it's a really good thing that there are now two analog sticks. And I can see his point. I yeah. just wish it didn't look like that. Yeah, no, exactly. Should have been on the console in the first place. Should have been, and probably will be. I mean, we have, how long do we think it's going to be before they release yeah, the 3DS long, replacement? About, about a year more, I think. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Tilly, big Hello. name. Yeah, a bit of casting news from the Expendables. It looks like they're going to right the wrongs of the first film by actually giving Arnold Schwarzenegger and Bruce Willis proper roles in the film rather than ridiculous cameos that clearly won't <laughs> shut together. Yeah. If you watch that scene, there's no way they were all in that room at the same time. No. No. And um, and anyway, they just showed that in the trailer anyway. So yeah, there was nothing to see. All the mm. excitement about getting those guys together. So apparently they've um, they've signed up for the second film and they're going to have substantial roles. Right. So you really want to see the three of them kicking the shit out of people, don't you? Is this going to be a, a sequel that's better than the original? Then I hope so. There's talk as well. We, we were reporting this early in the week. Um, the official uh, studio that's making the movie put on their website that. Chuck Norris and John claude Van Damme are going to be in it as well. Oh, yeah. They should do a shower scene with all of them. Oh, my God, what? that's a really good idea. Yeah. That's a, that's a really idea. good idea. <laughs> they should do a human centipede with all of them. Oh, oh. oh that's a good idea. That's but a good idea. We, we talked about it many times, haven't we, what we want from the second one, don't we? We want more tits... Yeah, and more. Well, there weren't any really in the first one. Yeah, <laughs> Is that what you want from all your film? Unless you count Schwarzeneggers. Schwarzenegger. No, man, man, man and lady tits, but mm. it's yeah, it's just, just if it's it, going to be an eighties throwback, it needed some sexy in it. It needed it some sexy. That, yeah, it needed some, some skin tight lycra. Something to make you embarrassed in front of your dad if yeah. you're watching it with your dad. Oh yeah, <laughs> just some more ridiculous kills as well. Yeah, so, well, the best. Part, obviously, obviously, yeah, it's got Jason Statham kicking someone's head off, which was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, um, but more of that, please. More of that. Yeah, like that scene where they're in the plane. Like, yeah, more, more stuff like that. Yeah. What certificate was it? I think it was a fifteen, wasn't yeah. it? Can we have the eight, an eighteen one? An eighteen. Yeah. It's never. They're never going to make an eighteen, are they? No. I was here. I heard though. Someone was they saying that. A shower scene. Uh, uh, Steven Seagal and Jean Claude Van Damme can't be in the same movie. It's in Jean Claude Van Damme's like contract. He can't be in a movie. If Steven Seagal's in it, he won't appear in it. Really? Yeah. And Steven Seagal has something to do with uh, Expendables too. Don't think so. Not at this no. moment. He's a dick, though, isn't he? Did yeah. you see that story about him last week about him killing a dog? <laughs> No, yeah. Why? Yeah. Um. In his oh. show, Lawman, apparently he was arresting someone, and they say he shot a dog to he shot a dog to death. But apparently it's not true. But he was getting Sorry. all this bad press. He had to come out and say, "I didn't shoot a dog." In to fact, death. I think I read the headline for that. Steven Seagal <laughs> killed my dog. Jesus wants compensation because the guy whose dog was killed was called Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> such, a, such a good headline. That's brilliant. So he did. Did he shoot the dog or or not? I don't think he did. No. Right. I don't think he shot. I, he he was saying it's just these people want a bit of publicity mm. off the back of him, and they've made up this story. Why would you make a story like that? They shoot their own dog. Well, they're famous. Jesus is famous now. Jesus was famous before, though. No one had heard of Jesus before this, <laughs> this thing. This surely, thing broke. surely Jesus could have saved the dog. Oh, very I good. Um, funnily enough, uh, when I interviewed Dolph Lundgren, I asked him if he wanted to have Van Damme in, in the next Expendables. I said, would you like to you know, act opposite the muscles from Brussels again? And he said, I don't call him that. I call him the Brussels sprout. <laughs> that was awesome. That was cool. Anyway, it's Expendables news. Uh, I've got a bit of news about Halo 4, and the creative director has walked off the project. Uh, Ryan Payton has left 343 Industries uh, because he said that uh, Halo 4 doesn't speak to his values, and he uh, he wasn't creatively excited about the project anymore. 
That's how I feel about it personally. <laughs> but uh, I don't actually to work be honest, on the game. I think it would be difficult to be creatively excited about a Halo game at this point, wouldn't it? Yeah. I'm excited for other reasons, but I don't expect it to be blowing my preconceptions of what a first person shooter should be. No. Let's be honest. So, but is that big news? I, think right. it's, I don't think it's a big deal, do you? It depends kind of how much turmoil it's going to throw the uh, developer into, but from what I can uh, gather, not a lot. Well, Stuart Black walked off body count, and look what happened there. But were you saying that if he hadn't have walked off, it would have been the best game ever? Could have been. It could have been. Never we will know. never we'll know. We'll never know now. No, exactly. And now if Halo 4 isn't good, they'll be like, oh, trouble development. Creative um, director walked off. But well, he was. Uh, it says in this that he was the narrative designer on Halo 4 for 15 months. So... Um, well, Halo 4's narrative has never been the thing that no. really grabbed me about it. No, but I was talking to someone yesterday, I think it was at the meet and greet, and they said one of the things they love about Halo is the story. People love the story without actually knowing what happened in it. I don't it. get it. Yeah, I don't get it. But Halo's a, Halo is a great example of a video game that manages to have a plot but not a story, if that makes sense. It yeah. has a sequence of events that happen in an order, but it's not a story because it doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. So uh, anyway, Halo uh, comes out late next year, so we can see if it will make a difference or not. Who knows? Last bit of news. Is uh, it comes from me. Um, it's uh, the news that Pride and Prejudice and Zombies author, Seth Graham Green, apparently is working on a Beetlejuice follow-up. Um, oh, it's a sequel, is it? A sequel. Oh. Not yeah. a remake, not, not a, a reboot. No, Hurrah. exactly, yeah. So everyone's favourite bioexorcist could be returning. Um, it says... Uh, on the Cat Smith Productions banner's new deal with Warners. And it says the film will not be a remake. The intention is to reboot it by advancing the storyline of the original. Uh, so I'm not sure whether Michael Keaton will be back or Winona Ryder <coughs> or who else is in Alex Baldwin mm, and yeah. Gina Davis. G Gina Davies. Mm. But Jeffrey uh, Jones. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, I think it sounds like a fucking terrible idea. Yeah. Um, in, in Daniel's absence, um, Beetlejuice is one of his favourite films of all time. Yeah, and rightly so. As a child, he had a worn-out VHS copy that he taped off the TV that he used to carry around everywhere with him in his backpack oh, everywhere he went. He still what? does. He yeah, still does. Still does. <laughs> He's a weirdo, cool. isn't he? Oh. That is weird. But Michael Keaton has, has always said that he would do a sequel yeah, in, in a heartbeat, hasn't he? He has said that. He's always said that. So... And he would, it was like the perfect role for him as well, mm. wasn't it? Yeah. He was so good in that. Oh, God, he is so good in that. Yeah. Uh, I love him. I'm so sad that he doesn't really bother much attention anymore. Yeah, it's a shame. But um, if they have Tim Burton and, and Michael Keaton doing it together, it, it would have to involve everyone, I think, yeah. for it to be worthwhile. Yeah. If it involves Tim Burton, I'm sorry, but he doesn't make good films anymore. I don't think he should have any involvement with it, right? No? Are you I saying he doesn't make funny films anymore? He just doesn't make good films anymore, I don't think. Mm. What was the last great film? Well, I'm, intri I'm intrigued to see his next film, the, the Dark Shadows one, the kind of gothic comedy. Oh, gothic, is it? Yeah. yeah. And there's a turn up. Has he got Johnny Depp in it? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Helen Bonham Carter. Wow. Oh, my oh, wow. God. That is ridiculous. Sounds nice. Uh, so that's Beetlejuice 2. Yeah, let us know if you're interested in Beetlejuice 2 or if you're panicking about Halo 4 or any of the stuff we've talked about yeah. by emailing us or at IGN, the UK feedback. Or if you want to see a shower scene featuring all the <laughs> <Dutch> <laughs> expenses. Email us at IGN, UK feedback at IGN.com. Uh, or you can hit us up on Twitter, uh, twitter.com uh, twitter slash IGN UK. Have you been drinking? Uh, <laughs> still Not in for my 12 blood, hours. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or come find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash team IGN UK. Uh, now it is time for the trailer of the week. Trailer we, of the week. So I take it we still haven't got it. We still haven't got it. No, we haven't got a jingle. Then so. I want to write us a jingle. <laughs> yeah, please, to stop me from singing it every week. So uh, this week... It's got a we, twist, isn't it, this week? 
Is it a twist? Well, it's not really a trailer. No, it's... It's more an advert. Yeah, but it's a fucking good advert. Advert of the week. Yes. Ding dong. <laughs> so... So what is this trailer? Just tell them. People will know what it is by now. Okay. So the trailer is called Back for the Future. Yes. And what is it for, Alex? It is for a pair of sneakers that are coming out in three years' time. Four but years not time. even coming but out. Not. In four years' time. No, they're not. They're so, it, it, obviously it was. It's back to the Future <laughs> 2, Martin McFly's self-tying uh, trainers. Uh, Nike Air Mags. Nike Air Mags have, uh, have been released, or will be released by the time you listen to this, I think. You can go and bid for them on eBay. Yeah. That's how you buy them. But they're already at $4,000 $4, a pair. $4,000 a piece at the moment. How like many of them are there? How many pairs? 1,500. And Bloody all the proceeds hell. go to Michael J. Fox's foundation. Yeah, it's really, so it's a, it's a really, really good cause. Yeah. yeah. But four grand. It's like, shit. Yeah. Um, tell what, they, uh, you and and they don't self-tie either. They but don't anyway. self-tie. They don't self-tie. Well, so we'll find out in the trailer. Let's watch Let's the trailer. Watch you can okay. find this trailer on YouTube or we'll embed in the, um, in the in the feature. So here we go. Here we go. Glad you're sitting down, sir. Because this right here is the finest footwear available on the market today. Shoes! I need shoes! Does this power lace? Uh... Not till 2015. Not till 2015, sir. This is 2015. It's 2011, sir. Oh, great Scott. The timer circuits must have malfunctioned. <gasps> Whoa. He made like a tree and got out of here. Wow. That is Fucking sweet, isn't that it? That is a, such a good album. So they don't self-tie, though? No, they don't no. self-tie. That's really disappointing. Well, it's just... The technology's not there yet. No. no I suppose not. But, but they did, again, they it, did uh, have a painting out on the did, self-tying yeah. in 2009, so maybe it is coming in time for t- 2015. Which yeah. is nanobots. Cool. Tiny nanobots. That would be good. Do, do you think they will have your shoelaces? invented the hoverboard by then as well? Hope so. Hope so. <laughs> yeah, the they have three. invented the hovercar. You can buy one off the internet for about a million pounds. Yeah, but it's not a hover car, it flies. Yeah, and aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're planes. What were you yeah. going to say, Chris? <laughs> I, I said this to Tom earlier. <laughs> Slam down. <laughs> no. um, I, as soon as I saw it, I recognised that's Mayor Goldie Wilson behind the counter there, the guy with the dreadlocks. Oh, is it? Yeah. There I, you said, go. I looked it up afterwards and it's him. That's right. Cool. Which You're is such awesome. A fanboy. <laughs> I am. Well, Back to the Future is my favourite film, as you as people may not know but yeah. so yeah and then they always sneak so much into those films that yeah. there had to be something and the other guy he's talking to I looked up and he's been a Nike designer for about 30 years so right. he probably designed the oh, the look in, of them in the original. for the film yeah, yeah. Doc, Doc Brown though he's like that, the right age now isn't he yeah. Yeah. they could make another Back to the Future and he would be in it I would love them to make another Back to oh. the Future film Really, not a remake, but no, a new no, one. A new one, yeah, yeah. Would 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 do you think Christopher Lloyd still should be Doc Brown? No, I was saying earlier, Kevin, uh, Kevin, um, oh fuck, Kevin Bacon. That one. Kevin Bacon would yeah. be a good Doc Brown now. Um, but Bill Hader's hair. Anyone else <laughs> notice that? Yeah. No, yeah. I've grown it. That's a very strange look for him. I think. He's a very funny man. Yeah. That's a good. That's a great advert. Though. It is a fantastic advert. And if it wasn't for the fact that the trainers were four grand, I'd probably buy a pair. I'm tempted to bid. Don't you buy trainers and just keep them in the box for years? Mm, yes. Why? But I don't spend explain, four grand on them. Can you explain to everyone why you buy trainers and then keep them at home in a box for years? Well, I d- I'm not a trainer collector because I do wear all of my trainers. But if there's a particular style of trainer that I like, I will buy it 
Uh, and then if I'm currently rocking my current pair of trainers, I will. I normally have about five or six pairs of trainers on the go at any one time. Uh, and if I'm more, if I've already got that half dozen going, uh, and I've got some new ones, I'll save them for next summer. So it's delayed trainer gratification. Yeah. Okay. Because there's like you know maybe in two years time. Uh, when I'm homeless and uh, and drunk, I'll still have a nice pair of trainers. Nice pair of new out the box trainers. Homeless and drunk, well, you're halfway there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I've got, got two-year plan. <laughs> Regarding Back to the Future, I don't think I've ever mentioned this, but my best friend at school when I was about twelve, um, he could recite all of Back to the Future from start to finish, and he'd do it over like a lunch hour. He just he just stand up in the playground in the classroom and just do the whole thing, playing all the characters. Wow! wow. What? And he condense it into an hour because there'd be no sort of breaks or pauses or action scenes. He just go go go. Wow! Yeah, he was a Is really he, good actor as well. Can you get in touch with this guy? What if he could still yeah, do? I could. But yeah, you know, all the stuff you used to do when you when you were a kid, all the things you used to memorize, you can't do it anymore, can you? No, I bet you can't. He's do a it teacher anymore. now. He could work on it though. We could get we could do a podcast special where yeah. it's just him doing Back to the Future. Yeah. Wow! <laughs> he was really good at Doc Brown. Really good at Doc Brown. Right. Funny fact about Back to the Future as well. My housemate, who you've met many times, mm-hmm. uh, he is his favourite film as well. And he says he's done the marathon twice uh, at nights, two separate places, two separate times. And both times he's managed to get laid whilst the marathon's happening. What? Oh. Yeah. What? It's, it's, it's just a weird coincidence. Dude like, or girl? Uh, well, with a girl. But um, yeah, for some reason he's done it twice and both times he's managed to get laid While whilst the, the marathon's marathon, happening. Like in yeah. the cinema, someone he's met. Someone he's met. <laughs> during what else the marathon's like really weird stories like the uh, really next weird. door neighbour knocking on his door whilst it's happening and then the same thing happening at a d- different place in a different year it's really weird so, so not, in, not a in a cinema no no no, no. Okay. Oh, no, no. <laughs> in which case at home. good on you yeah so well done he he meets girls in his house <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> during during screenings yeah, of yeah, 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 it's really weird. Weird. it makes no sense to me it makes no sense I've, r- I've run out of money for the pizza but I'll I'll give you a quick one <laughs> So if you want to suggest a trailer for Trailer of the Week next week, um, send your suggestions to igenukfeedback at igen.com. Yes. Uh, And now it's time for Kezra and I to argue. Yes. We're doing a thing. We're doing a thing where we argue about a talking point. Talking point. It's actually based off a piece of news that came out of (laughs) Talking point. (laughs) We really need some jingles. (laughs) Talking point. We so badly need some jingles. Better name for it. And a better name, well, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's something on CNN. Point. We premiered this at Podcast 100 where we had a very brief argument about Gamescom and E3 yeah. and then we, I think the winner was uh, Negativity because everyone hated both of them in the end. Yes. So everyone hated everything. <laughs> yeah. Like all of the news stories that came out of Gamescom. It was just, I was oh, listening was so back funny. to the podcast. Apart like, from Devil May Cry. Yeah, Devil May Cry got a good reception. And FIFA Street. That was up at the tip of the co- uh, thermometer. Yeah. <laughs> the cockometer. The cockometer. The crown. <laughs> <laughs> That's very grand. Yeah. That's what I call mine. <laughs> you want to see my crown? <laughs> the, the purple crown. Not, not the cowl. My crown's going to be crowned. <laughs> Well, anyway, so... so the worrying thing is, <laughs> having announcing childbirth, queen. crowning is something completely oh, different. Oh, no, Stu, why would you bring up childbirth? Yeah. But it takes me back to um, Knocked Up, and there's that scene oh, yeah, where yeah. he's crowning, yeah. Yes. Oh, anyway. anyway. <laughs> Talking point. <laughs> Talking point. <laughs> Um, so this is based on a new story. Yes, a new story about uh, Ninja Theory's co-founder and creative director Tamim Antu- and Damn it, he's got a hard name. Tamim Antoniades, who I've yes. met a few times and who's very nice and has pretty impressive hair, oh. um, which I think was probably the inspiration for Dante's new haircut. Anyway, uh, he's making the new DMC, obviously. Yep. The Devil May Cry reboot, and he reckons that AAA is crushing innovation. Um, talking to 
games industry are busy. He said that a digital revolution of some sort can't come soon enough. It's such an opportunity for fun, creative games to reach a target audience. There's the stranglehold that the AAA retail model has, which I think is just crushing innovation and access to creative content. If you're paying that much for a game, you don't want to take chances. I think it's true. I think if... Um, the problem is with the developers. Uh, they're too afraid to take risks and therefore do... Uh, obviously, there are exceptions. But as a rule... Um, Games need to make money and be bankable, and therefore they f just follow the same route. Like, again, Call of Duty is a classic example. Mm. Um, that that is a series that, for me, needs to be refreshed. But there's no way Activision is going to do that at the moment. They're, they'd be stupid to say that risk. Uh, and so, yeah, I agree with him. Although I, I wonder if he classes uh, DMC as a AAA game, and therefore it's not in innovative because that's shooting stuff in the foot. I think what he's saying is that within his development milieu, which is AAA, yeah. he's finding it diff more difficult to be creative. Right. Or the people are, maybe not he is, but yeah. people are. Yeah. But I, th I think he's actually wrong about this, because I don't think AAA is crushing innovation at all, because we've got this brilliant, uh, you know, lively, burgeoning indie scene on iPhone and mm. on mobile and on PC still um, that I think is actually more innovative than most of the stuff we're seeing in, in big games. And what AAA is actually crushing is mediocrity. It's crushing all that stuff in the middle, all those six and sevens out of ten. Well, sorry, those fives and sixes out of ten. I was going to say, there's still plenty yeah, of seven plenty out of tens out there. Some of my favourite games are seven out of tens, including Deadly Premonition. Um, but yeah, all those rubbishy kind of mid-level games, those are all failing horribly. I see. I, there are still too many of them. I think they're going to be gone. I think what we're going to have in a couple of years is basically triple A and indie, and anything in between will be basically dead. And I think that isn't actually such a bad thing. But the problem you've got there is if, if every game that comes out is, let's say, a minimum of 8 out of 10, a good purchasable game, no one's going to be able to buy all that stuff. You know, people don't have that much uh, money to kind of throw around. You're still going to get people who only buy like, four games a year or however many it may be. So... I don't know. I don't know if that's such a good thing. What do you think is going to happen to like game, uh, you know, movie franchises? Because they're mostly crap. Well, they do sell well. They sell, yeah, they exactly. Sell well. Yeah. Um, you stick Harry Potter on the front of a box, and you know, hundreds of people go and buy it. Mm. Millions of people go and buy it. Um, What's crushing innovation isn't AAA, in my opinion. It's definitely not AAA. There are many other reasons why people don't try and be innovative, and it's mostly fear, and. Well, I, I think there's tremendous pressure on them from the publisher to have, uh, you know, the benchmark of this has got to sell this many things and all mm. that kind of stuff. Like, I've sat in meetings where a game is, I don't know, like 18 months out, and they're already saying, you know, we are going to hit uh, a Metacritic, Metacritic average of 9.5, and I'm like, how the fuck can you guarantee that? You can't guarantee that. Uh, but that, you know, that must put an enormous amount of pressure on them, and therefore, if they've got that pressure, they're not going to take risks. But some publishers, their bonuses are actually paid on Metacritic averages. But it's stupid. It's out of it's their control. Yes. I mean, and also, Metacritic is not very reliable because you yeah. always get a few rogues in there. Yeah. Um, and that's the whole point of games criticism, obviously, is that we have people who have different opinions, and assume, assuming that there's some kind of critical consensus which has to be reached in order for a game to be a success, yeah. is that's what's crushing innovation. The thought that you have to be an eight out of ten game to be good and be worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah, this kind of thing. But yeah, I think basically AAA is not crushing innovation. AAA is, is just the, the symptom. It's not the cause, I would say. Mm. But let us know what you think. Yeah. On uh, who won? I've, I've lost track there. <laughs> you know, I think we ended up both being really, really smart. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Smug bastards. AAA games were the winners. Well. Chris, I think we're all winners. I think. In the game of life. Yeah. But no, I also that's one think game you never win. I think there are a lot of games that consider themselves triple A's but not necessarily are. I'd be interested to see whether Tamim thinks that DMC is triple A. Mm. 
because it's got the budget and everything. But I mean, I don't think that's it's not. It depends how you define AAA, doesn't it? Is, is it is it Mass Effect three? No. Yeah. But it's also not um, Body Count, for instance. Yeah, it, I would say if you're looking at Capcom's lineup, they would probably consider it their AAA. Mm. But in the bigger scheme of things, maybe I it's quite a, like the idea of not a being so battery. <laughs> it's a double A battery. Yeah. That's what you are, DMC. Yeah. Where does where does the term AAA come from? Uh, I have no idea. Listeners, where does the term AAA come from? Email us, ign.ukfeedback.ign.com. It just means big budget, though, doesn't it, AAA? Is it uh, based on I budget or based on how it's going to sell? Or Well, I don't think AAA is to do with sales. It's like something can be a AAA project and sell terribly. I like, thought it was to do with slaved. those people that pick up your car. <laughs> is that not it? Yeah, the Amateur Athletics Association. <laughs> it's access all areas, isn't it? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Anyway, let us know. <laughs> yes, I don't know, do. know what you're going to let us know now, but uh, email just, us. We yeah. just want to know what AAA means. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Actually, forget it. Don't email us. <laughs> well, that's another triumph of broadcasting. <laughs> yeah. Talking point done. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's what we should have done, though. We should have had an adversarial thing where I talk for 30 seconds, you talk for 30 seconds, and they all had a vote. Yeah. That would Who have been won? a better idea. Who won? I Who won. won. I'll be honest, I stopped listening about halfway through. Oh, well. <laughs> it was a bit dry. I, I won. Do you know what? I'm recording we- the audio and I stopped listening. <laughs> right. I, I think we have, we-, to, we have to jazz up the format. That was a good conversation. <laughs> if we're not listening and we're in the room, I can't imagine this will be a successful segment. Listeners, have you heard any of the last ten minutes? <laughs> Are you listening to this? If you're listening to this, well done. If a, if a podcast is on the internet and nobody's there to hear it. <laughs> Did it actually happen? Yeah. <laughs> right. Chris, I need, I, need a, I need a sting. Listener. F you. That, that's good. That's good. Uh, anyone? Any other takers? Uh, no, I think Alex nailed it. There first time round. Listener. Interestingly, my email is, first email is from uh, George Vale or Jorge. They all as I'm Jorge. 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 Uh, sorry for this embarrassing question, but what is FU? I always thought it was fuck you, but you wouldn't use that to describe your listeners' questions, would you? Thank you and keep up the good work. It actually means follow up, and it was yeah. from another listener suggestion. So can this I be is honest? Follow up. I've never known what FU meant. I should have asked. <laughs> a few, I should have asked weeks or months ago. Just sitting there quietly. And I was going thinking, why are we keep putting fuck you? Well, it used to be read a feedback, but yeah, then exactly. it's listener feedback, days, yeah. and then now it's just follow up. It's just the follow up. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. There you go. You've learned something. There you go. Nice. And I was too scared to ask. Well, thanks for writing, Jorge. You've got a copy of Rift. Ooh, well done. Email nice you work, the code yes. for later today. Nice. Yeah. Uh, who's got next? I got next. Um, John Allen has written in um, saying, after hearing about your blind in the left eye listener on podcast 101, I decided to chime in as I am blind in my right eye. I currently own a 3DS and would say that you really don't miss much by not being able to see the 3D. Fair enough. To be honest, I'm more worried about what seems to be an entire technological shift towards 3D with phones, TVs, games and films, which seems to be leaving all partially sighted individuals by the wayside. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very good point, isn't it? Well... One of the uh, that was one of the things that came up at the meeting group yesterday, and uh, there's there's a general feeling of ambivalence towards 3D now. I, yeah. I, I think that its time may have gone once again. I just don't think it's going to necessarily stick around. No, I agree. I, I, yeah, I think there is a time and a place for 3D, though. I mean, I still will lo- love to see really good 3D movies, but there just aren't any. Makes Pixar does it hurt. good. Avatar did it good. Deadly at Deathly Hallows um, Part Two wasn't bad. My bloody Valentine 3D was good. Mm. Um, but I, I haven't seen a really good top-notch 3D film for a long time. When's the Scorsese one coming out? Because I think that's got to be the last October, hope for it, isn't it? I think it is. Is it? But yeah, even but when you do see it, 
Do you really love it that much when you see a good 3D film? I mean, same with me with the games. I like just turning it off and on again randomly. Like, usually, if I have the choice to see Toy Story 3 or whatever, I'd like to see it bright without the... Well, yeah. My favourite one was... was Well, not my favourite one, but I thought it worked with Superman, where there were three points where you put your glasses on for specific sequences where it really worked. Um, I was really happy with that, but mm. that obviously never caught on. It'll be very interesting to see how Star Wars 3D does when they re-release those films in 3D. Oh. Mm. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> Just a, some kind of guttural noise. <laughs> th- 3D in the home is a bit of a damp squib, isn't it? Uh, like, uh, whenever I've played on a like a home TV or watched a game in, in 3D, it gives my bloody yeah. headache. Tell yeah. me about I it. I got yeah. Kilby's just bought a 3D TV, hasn't he? Yeah. 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 There's yeah. one of my flat. too much. I had one forced, forced a 3D TV forced into my living room against my will wow. about six, six and a half months ago. They sound like nice muggers. I've put new technology into my home. <laughs> Is that a euphemism? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After about 10 minutes of Super Stardust HD, I was like, yeah, well, that's nice. Can we turn it off now? Yeah. Play something in. 2D. Yeah. I'd love to be able to How chime in on what, what it's like watching football on it, but I still haven't watched sport on one. Actually, sport's good. Mm. Football's good. Football's really good in 3D. Like yeah, that. but then it's, like, you're not really getting the angles. Like, uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I just think it's pointless. But you see the man coming, kicking out of the... I it can't really... Know, really. It always sounds rubbish. I, I love sport. <laughs> I had to be taught... We've got FIFA in the office this week, and I've had to be taught what a through ball is and various other things. I'm hilariously rubbish at FIFA. So what, what's the definition of the offside rule? It's when the man is in front of the men who are the different colour when the ball's kicked. Wow, there you yeah, go. Pretty it's much. true, though. That's, that's, I know, that's but uh, unfortunately, Kez is supposed to be signed up for my team. <laughs> no I'm really no disrespect. I've got, I've got talent for video games that I hope will overcome my lack of okay. knowledge about football. All right. Yeah. It's um, just pressing eventually. buttons. It is just that's pressing buttons. Is. Oh, there's a lot of buttons in FIFA. I'm mm. sounding like such a girl. <laughs> Dear Keza, Krupa and assorted middle-class English gents, kudos on your extended play podcast feature. Mm. It's a really terrific idea. I was on that. Thank I hope I speak for all your listeners when I say your work is much appreciated. Sincerely, Christopher Waters. Obviously not my work. Thanks very much. Nice. <laughs> so you may have noticed a new podcast dropping into your feed. Yes. You pick this up. Indeed. Can I explain a bit more extended about that? Again? Yes, it's extended play, which is like a kind of... Let's extended all play. <laughs> Do you want to just do that again? Yeah. So should we give you the spotlight? Go yeah. on. Then. Go on. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> I'm done now. So, so extended play is basically our chance and your chance to play a game after review, actually for a month. We talk about it for a month. And um, last week we did, we chatted about um, Deus Ex Human Revolution. And so we talked yep. about what we thought. And then this week we talked about what you thought because you wrote in, in your hundreds indeed to tell us what you thought of Deus Ex and what your kind of thoughts on its themes were. Yeah. It's good, though, because it's a chance to actually talk properly and at length about a game, and half the time when you're reviewing, you've got you've got a review, which is fine, yeah. but then there's so much more to talk about. And yeah. the fact is, in review comments, Reg, you've got people talking who've not even played it yet. So we thought Extended Play would be a great chance to talk at length ourselves and also let you participate in the conversation about the game. Seems to have gone down really well, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, feedback's been really good. Loads yeah. of really good feedback, so Deus we hope Ex. you're enjoying it. And if Deus you're not Ex enjoying the it... First one. Yeah, but we're going to do a bunch more. Um, but it'd be good, yeah. If there's any games that you would like us to uh, put the spotlight on, then let us know. It's also an excuse for us to talk just about games for half an hour, yeah. which some of you seem to appreciate yes. <laughs> after our total bollocks <laughs> on this podcast, which is good. Um, yeah, next we might do Dead Island next. That'd be fun. You do Space Invaders. That'd be fun. Yeah. Three weeks of sustained conversation on Space Invaders. Yeah, yeah. that would be challenging. Nail it. I have an email from James Lewis, uh, who has a couple of questions for us to do with the re-release of Jurassic Park. So it's a shame Krupa isn't here because he's a big fan. Um, First one is, what's your favourite dinosaur? And it doesn't have to be one from the film. 
Um, Any favourite dinosaurs in the room? I'm a big uh, like aquatic dinosaur fan, like really? the Pliosaurus, yeah. I've always really, and also a big fan of Archaeopteryx as well. Oh, the I feathered love Archaeopteryx. dinosaur, Archaeopteryx. yeah. Archaeopteryx was my favourite, yeah. stolen it. Yeah. There's a really good um, fossil with the where you can see the feathered wings and stuff. I can't remember where it is, but um, I used to be fascinated with that fossil when I was a kid. Um, Probably Natural History Museum, I guess. I guess it might be, yeah. I don't know. But Archaeopteryx, I would say, maybe, or, or a Pliosaurus. I'd like a good old pterodactyl. Oh, oh yeah. I was going to say pterodactyl. Damn yeah. it, you you're just stealing one, one of our favourites. Yeah. Okay. I like Triceratops a bit, but not as much as I was also really interested no, I don't like Triceratops. Well, they're, they're, they're a bit wet. Plates <laughs> in the back. I just had a, uh, an email from IMAX saying that Jurassic Park is actually going to be at the IMAX. Oh, oh wow. wow. Yeah, yeah. I just actually text Creeper to tell him, and uh, yeah, he's very excited. Um, my, mine is, mine is uh, do you think he saw us? Oh. oh and I would say my other favourite dinosaur is Stuart Reed. <laughs> oh, oh no! Zing! <laughs> <laughs> and the second question uh. is: uh, What's your favourite moment from Jurassic Park? Ooh! And we actually had a bit of a debate about this when we were doing the top fifty, top hundred movie moments. Because, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, there was disagreement in the office, but it seems to split people. Well, I think the, the iconic moment is when you first see the dinosaurs and they're in mm. the car, and Alan Grant pulls his sunglasses and his hats off, and he's just like, "Wow!" Because yeah. that is his hats off. Fuck, amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's dinosaurs. I think it's the water in the glass. Oh, uh, exactly. Mm. It's the T-Rex. Mm. Mm. All the way. But uh, 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 The kids being chased in the kitchen is, is also exactly. really it's also good. Exactly. Oh, it's yeah. And it's also difficult. being stalked by the, the raptors, Muldoon. Oh, yeah. Like that. yeah. Oh, yeah. That is, that's a great moment. But you know what? The, the, also, one of my favourite moments from the trilogy is um, in the second one where they fall onto the glass mm. uh, window oh, yeah. of the, yeah, the yeah. glass yeah. cliff. That is just, oh, it's just epic. Yeah. Epic. Um, the second one is not that great, though. No, but it, I still think it's a great moment in the Jurassic yeah. Park. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah. But it's not a cool. patch on the first Jurassic Park. Mm. No. So uh, there you go. Thanks, um, James. Good questions. Looking forward to seeing that again. Uh, well, uh, yeah, sorry, I've just got a message back from Cooper. He says, best news ever. I'm up for seeing it as many times as we can. Brilliant. Well, we're still trying to work out whether we can do a Jurassic Park IGN screening. Aren't, aren't you going to be seeing it the night I'm seeing Human Centipede 2 in Probably. America? Probably, That's yeah. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've got an email from Judd, uh, who's talking about the uh, 3DS add-on. Uh, with the second circle pad, I'm guessing that Nintendo will change the controls so that you can use the right-hand pad to aim rather than the stylus, which uh, means that with this add-on, I'll now be able to enjoy the game. He's a lefty, which basically. Game? He's talking about Kid Icarus, uh, which is obviously uh, not good if you're left-handed. You can't no. play it, basically. Um, but the other thing he says, no, I don't want to wander around looking like a special kid with a giant spastic hat on. <laughs> <laughs> I think that some perfectly sums up our conflicting emotions about the circle pad, doesn't it? In a somewhat un-PC yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I thought when he did the no, it was going to be about that Darth Vader thing again. No, no he was just talking about no. a giant, no. a giant no. spastic Well, that is, that is a giant spastic hat on, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. very true. That's true. Uh, Brendan Rundle. Hi, Brenda. Hello, pod badasses. I just wanted a chance to respond to Tom Butler, who said on episode 101 that a rest was needed from myself and my dear friend Michael Gorf. This comment made me a little bit cross. Surely, if we write one of the five, ten, or however many it is best emails that week, we should get, get to have it read out. Regular writers to IGN's US podcasts like GameScoop are referred to as superfans. Should we not aspire to that status? It's not even about the fame garnered from becoming Brenda Big Tits. It's about the buzz I get when you lot, whom I respect and admire, choose to read out my email over the others, like tattoos and crack. It's Moorish. 
Tom, My tears are Moorish. Tom, all will be forgiven if you say, I love you, Brenda Big Tits and El Gorferino. Don't do it, Tom. Do it. Do it. I will. Okay. Okay. To your first, what's the word I need to say? There you go. I love you, Brenda Big Tits and um, El Gorferino. I love your big tits and El Gorferino. No, I love you, Brenda Big Tits. <laughs> El Gorferino. That's a Freudian slip. <laughs> so they call them super fans? Yeah. Can yeah. we call them super hands? Super hands, yeah. I don't like the idea of them no, being super, like fans. super fans. They're friends of ours. You're, friends. you're our friends. Yeah, you're You'd be our super friends. I don't want to be super. the kind of guy that says, I'd like to go meet my fans. Yeah. I'd rather say I'd like to together. go meet my listeners. Well, yeah. we call them my, I don't know, buddies. Any, any creeper says that, doesn't he? I say kind of guy, kind bitches. of lady. Oh, yeah, they can be, be, they can be podcast bitches. bitches. Can you be, would you like to be podcast bitches? Well, we'll find if you'd out. like to be, then you can be. Uh, I've got an email here from Stuart Riley. He says, hey, guys, I felt very Dan Kilby that I couldn't make it to Podcast 100. Mm. But I was only 15 at the time. I turn 16 tomorrow, and my mate is giving me an, a birthday gift early. It's an iPod with all the IGN UK podcasts on. Wow. He's so Wicked. happy. Amazing. Uh, when he's 18, he's going to come down to London and buy us all a pint. So Brilliant. thank you for that. Uh, thanks for writing in. If what he looks present. older, he can come down and buy us one now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we shouldn't encourage such behaviour. Just, just to mention again, everyone's going to get a copy of Rift, who's written in, so nice. uh, yes. yeah, I'll send the code Brilliant. in. So, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Chris Farmer would like to say he's never seen any of the Star Wars films. It's, it's all right, isn't it? But shall I watch the Star Wars films when they were released or in chronological order, uh, i.e. Phantom Menace uh, the first one or not? Um, cheers, guys. Lame questions. Lame question. It's not a lame question. I think it's a good question. What? Should you watch them in chronological order or the order in which they were made? I think I just, you know what, if you haven't seen them by now, don't bother. No. I, I also think that if you start off with The Phantom Menace and then go on to Attack of the Clones, you might not make it yeah, to the, the uh, last three. That's true. the problem. I would genuinely uh, just watch the original movies. Like, yeah. when well, they ignore Phantom Menace. Watch the original the trilogy, yeah. When they come out on Blu-ray, I will not be buying the original, uh, sorry, the, the prequels. I'm going to get the whole box set, but... Um, you got a lot of money then. Yeah. Um, just, yeah. Watch, just watch those three. Yeah. You won't be as miserable as we are. Have you no. got the IGN Germany t-shirt on? Yes, I have, yeah. Oh. I'm kind of cool like that. Yeah. Any more feedback? No, I think, it? I think that's it. Um, but we did get a very, very long email from Jonathan Wormsley who, um, about Star Wars and all that sort of stuff. Uh, he said that he's highlighted the particular bits because if, uh, so that we can read it uh, because we might be lazy or looking for excerpts. So um, because you called us ladies, we're not going to read any of it out. <laughs> ah, <laughs> in your <tits>. face. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, what's coming out soon? Well, there's lots of games coming out, so get your prediction <coughs> hats on, because I'm going to come over to you in a second. Uh, Resistance 3 is out today. Yes, it is. Mm. Uh, have we seen it? Uh, yes, we have. Yes, we have. Kilby's been playing it. it. It's, it's terrifying him. Really I think it's, it's, it's sort of representative of the FPS shift from jingoism to survivalism. Mm. It's about war from the other side. It's good. War from like the other side. Don't need a jingle for that. Dead Island. Dead Island. That's out after all the... Divisive uh, Dead Island, which none of us have tried yet. No. Maybe oh. we'll do it for extended play. Ooh, yeah. Would you like that if we did it for extended play? I, I, I am genuinely interested to sort of check it out and play it a bit. Excellent. But someone nicked my copy. Who? Uh, that's right, Chris. Not that Chris, another Chris. Oh. But I'm going to get it back. But we don't need to discuss that on this podcast. Yeah, Space cool. Marine. <laughs> <laughs> Space Marine is also out today. Space uh, Marine. But we haven't seen that. Nope. THQ hasn't sent us copies. Which could mean it's absolutely terrible, or they're just not very well, good. Our review went up today. Anthony Gallegos reviewed it. It's a seven point five. Mm -hmm. Says it's surprisingly good, if and also very good if you're a Warhammer fan. So it doesn't let this franchise. Is down. anybody here a Warhammer fan? Well, I, I was. was. Yeah, when I was twelve. Yeah, yeah when I was twelve. Yeah, that, that, that's what I used to collect. Repeat everything you say. We used to hang out and play Warhammer. We used to together. hang out and play Warhammer together. <laughs> well, uh, when you were twelve, and he was. 
25. Not bored. <laughs> not bored. 25, yeah. <laughs> what? Um, but yeah, well, I forgot what we say it now. I uh, space Marines. You used to love Space Marines. Yeah. Now you just love Marines. Were you Warhammer 40k or Warhammer <laughs> 40k? Yeah. Oh my God, guys. Uh, what? Sorry, Warhammer is just, to me, Warhammer will always be Martin from my Japanese class at university who, who smelled so bad you couldn't sit within a six metre ra- radius of that's, him. That's stereotyping people. Yeah. But that was Martin. I'm not saying everyone's like that, but that's what Warhammer is to me. Is that Martin, if you're listening to the podcast, Shit. do... Uh, what if he listens to the podcast? Are you, are you talking about the bloke that wrote Axel F? Harold Faltermeyer? Yeah. I don't know what you're talking what? about. What? No, it's was, gone. Was that a gag? No, it wasn't. <laughs> fell on its ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Move along. <laughs> Nothing to see here. He's currently hiding his face with a clipboard. <laughs> uh, I meant the Miami Vice theme. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Jan Hammer. Yeah. Oh, Let's dear. Go to the <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh dear. Uh, also out is cut that? Uh, NHL 12. <laughs> and uh, lastly, 3DS Star Fox is out. Star so, Fox. Star Fox. Here we are. Your predictions for next week's charts. Number one. Why me? I did it last week. You have to do it this week. Because well, I'm pointing the finger of prediction to you. No, you do it. Keza. No, you do it. Come on. Oh, for heaven's sake. Go All right, on. next week, I reckon. Yeah, next week, Alex and Krupa can do it. Yeah. Okay, this, this week, week, fine. Okay, cool. This week, I think we're still going to have Deus Ex number one. Deus Ex number really? one. Yeah, none of these are going to... Ch- oh, no, 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 no. Actually, maybe Resistance 3 will. That's got a lot of campaign. Right, okay. There. Resistance mm. 3, 1, Deus Ex 2. I'm going to keep Driver at 3. No oh. entry for Dead Island in the top three. No way. No. Really? It's going to be in the top ten, maybe, if it's lucky. Mm. Are you making a note of this, Alex? Mm. Well, we can, we can listen to it in a minute, can we? I'm not. What movies are out, Chris? <laughs> uh, next week we've got. Oh, sorry, this week even we've got um, a few films coming out. We have got Troll Hunter, which we're big fans of in this room. Huge fans. Cool. Uh, Columbiana, Jane Eyre, and Friends with Benefits. That looks rubbish. Well, it's had mm. reasonable reviews. Friends with Benefits. Yeah, it's had a lot of Trailer look. I keep it. hearing it's just exactly what it looks like. Reasonably funny. Yeah. Everything you think is going to happen. Happens. I like Justin Timberlake. Isn't I like it, Mila Kunis. Isn't it just uh, no strings attached with Justin Timberlake in it? Yeah. Okay. That's not that's not a bad thing necessarily. No, nope. I prefer him to just to Ashton Kutcher. That's good. Yes, I agree with you on that. So um, yeah, I've seen Jane Eyre. Jane Eyre's all right. I haven't seen Columbiana or Friends with Benefits, but whatevs. So next week I'm having a real problem. I'm sure Friends with Benefits will be one, and in between us will be two. I have no bloody idea what will be three. Don't hit yourself in the face with the clipboard again. Sorry. <laughs> um, Could it be Rise of the Apes? Yep, that's what I'm going to go for, I yeah. think. Rise of the Apes. So, mm. Friends with Benefits, one. In between us, two. Rise of the Planet of the Apes, three. Yep. All right, then. A very unconfident mm. three. Uh, uh, Dragon Trollance is going to do... Eight or nine. Yeah. If it's lucky. Did you see Trollhunter in the cinema? Yes. Was it good in the cinema? Yes, it was very good in the cinema. Yes. Crank it up. Yeah, it's quite it's, it looks... It looks amazing. And they also, the, the, the jokes work better with an audience, I guess, maybe. Mm. I always find it's it funny. such a funny film. Yeah. Loved it. It's funny. But it's not a comedy, but it's funny. But it is funny. Amazing. Um, but then also, Star Wars is out on Blu ray next week, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's out on Monday, on the 12th, September yeah. 12th. Oh, Monday, yeah. Um, Kept that quiet. <laughs> I'm on holiday next week, so I'm going to have to wait till I get back to pick it up. And I'm in Japan. Watch it, yeah. We can watch it together, Tom. We're going to spend 70 quid on it. Well, it's 45 quid on a certain retailer. Oh, is it? So, yeah, oh, that's pretty that. good. Right. That's pretty good value. Yeah. Mm. I'm just going to... Hopefully, we'll get a review copy. I'm going to watch the extras. 
done. You're not going to watch the movies. <laughs> I don't know. The extras. <laughs> no, there's a lot. I've, I've missed a lot of the documentaries the last few years, so I need to really catch up I on never, everything. Never, ever, ever watch any of the extras on DVDs or Blu-rays. Really, you're missing ever. out. You need to Have watch you never, not even the Blade Runner stuff. Blade Runner, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Watch the film. Watch the Cloverfield ones the other day. They're a bit rubbish, sadly. Good mind. This <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah, it's great insight. Readers, Don't watch Cloverfield. Readers, tell us your worst DVD extra. <laughs> 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 or indeed your best. That's good, isn't it? Yeah, that'll yeah. work. That'll work. But also, don't forget to give us your predictions for uh, the games and movie charts for next week. Yeah, uh, you can email us ignukfeedback at ign.com. Come and find us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash ignuk or Facebook at facebook.com forward slash team IGN UK. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And uh, let's see if you're better than the chumps that I've got sat next to me here. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the spotlight is going to be massively on you next week. Isn't yeah, it? Totally. <laughs> Totally. If I get it right, you'll laugh. never ever hear the end of it, though. That's, that's fine. Yeah. Nobody follow Alex on Twitter. Oh, come Ooh. on. This is, this is the punishment you're getting mm-hmm. from mocking us. That's it, then. That's it. Uh, that yeah. is it for this week's podcast. Can we obviously? say thanks to everybody for coming again last night? Because yeah. it was really nice. Yeah. It was lovely. Very it's much I wasn't there, but thanks anyway. And uh, a lot of people got nice free free. Well, a lot of people yeah. got copies of the firm on DVD. Yeah, yeah. Nick loved Danny Dyer film, so that was that went well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, anyway, uh, that's it for this week's podcast. Uh, we will, of course, be back same time next week. And until then, see you later. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. That was a rubbish goodbye. Let's do that again. Bye. 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 No, that was shit. No, finished. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.